Now on Giddy Up, it's time for the Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. And you can join our conversation anytime you want. We are the navy blue. Yeah, baby. We are the old dark navy blue. Bring it home. We're the team that never lets you down. We're the only team all Carlton blues. Oh, what well Hawksy. Congratulations. You had enough Very of good, coach. Unbelievable. I'll t- tell, tell you what, and why I asked them to say that was this genuine. You're like Jonathan Munns no, midway no, through the season. No, no. wanted to get no, rid no, of no. the, good, the, the good. man at the listen, top. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'll tell you why I asked them to, to put that on. Yeah. One, because I was there. Number two, I barracked for Carlton. But that last 90 seconds, I thought about it actually more on Saturday when I was at Flemington, and yeah. I thought when they get the, about the clock tower, you get excited, you know what I mean? They come around the corner, the golden slipper, you think, geez, I'm going good, I'm, you're big. But that last 90 seconds, I have never, ever felt, heard, been involved in anything so extraordinary like I uh, I, I was on uh, on Friday night, so. Dare I say, Carlton were a little bit like Chautauqua. You didn't think there were any chance until the last... <laughs> 30 seconds. Well, they got out the barriers, yeah. un, un, unlike uh, unlike Chautauqua. But uh, you know what? Winners are grinners and losers can get stuffed, I say. Johnny O'Neill, hello to you. Good morning. A very good buddy of mine, Nifty Neville Clements, who's a mad, uh, mad demons man, said he'd never heard. He's 73, Nifty. He thinks yeah. he's 55, but he's 73. He said he's never heard a yell like it, Hawksy, when the siren went. He said it was absolutely extraordinary. It was deafening. It was genuinely deafening. And I don't mind saying I, I had tears in my eyes like everyone else around me did. Sitting there, it was just extraordinary is probably the best adjective I can uh, I can give you. It was, you know what, it's great for the sport. It's as simple as that. I know this is a racing channel, but uh, I had to throw my two bobs worth because we might get our ass kicked next you uh, will. The lines Saturday, will be uh, Saturday or Saturday night, is it? Saturday twilight. Saturday twilight. What about what about Carlton playing GWS in the grand final? There'll be there'll be <laughs> ninety seven thousand Carlton supporters. It'll yeah. be extraordinary. That won't wow. happen. I've got a feeling. Sure? Dare I say it? Like the AFL would love Collingwood and Carlton to take on yeah, each other in the grand they would. final. But they would love it. The Giants are flying. I think they can beat Collingwood Friday night. I think the Lions will beat Carlton. So Giants taking on the Lions grand final. <laughs> The AFL would it's Collingwood. It's Collingwood to lose. Collingwood is winks. Yeah. I mean, they have to. You no, know, they not. have to. Yes, yes, they are. They're more like northern. Collingwood's no, nature's trip, mate. Yeah, they're, they're they'll be right. No, they won't. Yeah. No, no, it's theirs to lose. Right. It's theirs right. to lose. Let's talk some racing. King's Gambit. Now, was, there's plenty happening on and off the track in the sport of thoroughbred racing, which we'll get to. But my King's Gambit, I'll concentrate what happened on the track. Trying to work out the narrative of the weekend was a little difficult for mine because there were so many wonderful stories. Was it Mr. Brightside to do what he did to win again, the Maccabi Diva, off a slow tempo? He's proven that he can handle slow tempos, this preparation at the highest level. Craig Williams, after the week that he had, delivered a a brilliant ride. And then, of course, um, the Lindsay Park team of Ben and J.D. Hayes and Will Hayes continue to produce this horse on the big stage, and he's close to, what, nearly $10 million in prize money now. Amelia's still did what she needed to do on the weekend. She's got a massive fan <laughs> club. She transcends the sport in WA. She's that big. Ra was sent over their own reporter to follow her around doing interviews, Julio Santorelli. So well done to Amelia's Jill. And then just finds a fascinating runner for mine. I know that he only won uh, Kingston Town, which is a good race to win. But he was the horse that King Charles sold to a big group of owners, hundreds of owners involved in my racehorse. So they're telling their mates at the pub and when they're having a coffee at their local cafe that they've got a horse that could be a chance in one of the big cups that they purchased of King Charles sold it to them. And now they're Did, living Char- the did Charlie need the money? Is that, is that why he sold? Is that why the King sold? Which makes it a... Even more interesting. So I don't think I believe the other king has got a share in it, hasn't it? Jared hasn't Jared got a yeah, share? Jared's, Jared's father. Jared's father. He does yes, one yes. king to another king. That's what happens. So I think that it was a and great. My name's Wayne King. Yes. No, oh, <laughs> Wayne. I can't believe you said oh, that. No. Oh, no. no, 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 no. That's no, my no, first. Oh no. Hey, um, but the, the, I'm speechless. Uh, <laughs> Gareth, go well, ya. I can't. Go ya. I, I, well, Good morning, Gareth. Dump buttons, you need to get later. down to my steam room and relax yes. down here with a bit of that uh, now, 
that Johnson and Johnson baby oil, mate, just to relax oh, okay. you down here. You got to concentrate. So, um, Johnny, so many great stories. Oh, Sounds rough. Mr. Brightside, what a story he is. Can he win a Cox Plate? I think he's. Uh, I think the boys have done an extraordinary job. Uh, Hawksy's been yelling out for a while that we needed some stars to sort of push up, and and Wayne actually said it last week. He just said he just keeps winning this horse. So, um, again, we go back and say that you know Craig Williams has got an extraordinary uh, relationship with the horse, and I'm just not quite sure with him at two thousand metres, but he does love Mooney Valley. Um, and and again, you know, we sit back, don't we? If you go through and have a look at the better horses on the weekend, and you're always trying to find something to beat them, but the stars just keep stepping up. So I don't know whether you'd be game to be betting against him in a Cox Plate. Um, the thing I love about him is he's he, he's a wait for age star in the fact that you can just put him where you need to put him, and that's probably going to be the difference between, from a local horse perspective, him and Amelia's Jewel. Um, I heard earlier, um, G, you were on the radio with the boys and sure, Amelia's jewel did sort of posse up in that race in Perth, but definitely her racing pattern is to go back. And and I just think um, I just think if this horse can get any form of cheap sectional sort of mid-race or, you know, from sort of the 1,000 to the 600, uh, Amelia's jewel would have to run extraordinary time to run him down. So you'd definitely be going there for sure. They'll go to the King Charles, I would imagine. He'd be very hard to beat. And then he'll go to the Cox Plate. He'll be hard to beat. I, I had a good think about this yesterday because what you actually said was spot on, Johnny. We have been looking for another good horse to be uh, to be the showpiece, and I don't think there's a better horse in the country than this horse at the moment. I mean, yeah. we we and what Johnny says right. We we keep looking around for something else, but he just keeps winning. He just keeps doing it. This horse. To be honest, I reckon twelve months ago, a lot of people thought he was a bit of a one-trick pony. He was a Mooney Valley horse, and but you know what? What he's done at Ramwick, and you know what he does away from uh, was that was that his first big win at Flemington? I think it yes. probably would have been. Yeah. So, but in fairness, I reckon he would have wouldn't have started without looking. He wouldn't have started very often at Flemington because most of his runs have been at uh, Mooney Valley and Corfield, and that does happen with horses. There's there's some that would just stay at Mooney Valley because they're they're sprinters and that stuff was like that. Seventh start there at Flemington for his second win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what? Then, then I went. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go negative now. Is alligator blood at the other end? Has he gone past? And, and I was just thinking this through my head yesterday, and I went, you know what? Shut up. Give this horse the credit that he deserves because he has been there through a spring and an autumn and a, and, a, and and you know back into a spring again where he's been doing it at the absolute top level. Would you? Should you have a go at the Cox Plate? Of course you should because you have nothing to lose. You know that he does grow a leg at Mooney Valley. The biggest thing is he doesn't run, he, he hasn't probably run a real strong 2,000 metres. But I look at the race going, could this be the Cox Plate that's going to be the easiest for him to win? Because Amelia's Jewel, as great as what she is and as easy as what she won on Saturday, she's got a few more boxes to tick, I reckon. And I don't love back markers at, uh, around Mooney Valley. It's as, simple as, uh, it's as simple as that. And I know when you get up at 2,000 metres, she might posse closer and be po- um, closer because has she, what, what's, what's her record? 1,800 metres is about as far as she's gone. She's only, yeah, she's only gone for the 1,800 metres. So, there's still a chance that she doesn't go there. She goes to the Golden Eagle. Are you suggesting? So she either goes to the Turak and then she goes to the Cox Plate or she goes to the King Charles and then she goes to the Golden Eagle. But is she is she not going to run in the uh, the Mile Mares race at the so Valley? So she goes to the, the and, that, and, that, and that's going to be not the start. It's called the um, oh not the yeah it's the Phillies race on Grand Final Eve. Start stakes yeah. is for three year olds. Oh okay. Yeah. It's called the. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work it. Out. Yes, I know. I know the. I know the race. Stuff stakes yep. is for three-year-olds. The bottom. The bottom line to it is, is that the next start is going to tell you with Amelia's Jewel because Mooney Valley is a horses for courses track, but there's one thing that I do know. Have, having worked with some great horses, and Lonro's going to stuff me up here, but working with the great horses, they win anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't really matter. But what, what can pull them into gear is that extra 200 metres or the extra 400 metres of a uh, stock stakes of the race you're looking stock, for. yes. Sorry. The stock stakes. So at the end of the day, it's the race she must run in because I'm sure without them saying it, they'll be looking at it going, it's going to be a really good test in a mare's. I think it's uh, set weights and penalties, so she's going to get in extremely well. It's going to give her a good look around the valley because if she went to the valley and didn't handle it, that would not surprise me. 
But then what that will do is that'll rob Melbourne yeah. of the uh, of the chance to see her because she'd be heading north. Where would you go, Johnny, with Amelia's jewel? I think oh, she... I'd probably go to Sydney, mate. I think I'd yeah. go to Sydney. Um, I, I sort of agree with Hawksy. Look, it'll be interesting to see how that Valley track plays, and I, and I think as Wayne says. Clearly, she'll go to the stock stakes. Um, if she gets and flies around there, well, then they'll probably keep her here. But outside of that, I'd probably she go to Sydney. She wouldn't have been Sydney way of going either, Johnny. So that, that no. that's also going to yeah. be a little bit of a question mark because there's plenty of good horses that have raced in Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne way of going, let's say, that have gone to Sydney and Queensland haven't done a job either. Yeah. But what to say, Mindigo? Super horses make you look good. So the stars there, bright side Amelia's jewel. I love Amelia's jewel. But if she know. goes to Sydney, if she goes to Sydney, what's what's going to be in the Cox Plate? I mean, that's why well, Brightside has to have a go. Romantic because Warriors arrived. Yeah, if he you know turns what? Up, yeah. If he turns up and shows what he's been able to show throughout his career in Hong Kong, I don't think they beat him. Well, they don't. Well, that's a big call, Gareth, because when you're in a fishbowl, you look bloody good if you're the kingfish running around against the uh, the lesser lights. And they think they're better in Hong Kong. They think they're better in Hong Kong than what than what we are. Johnny, they do. Johnny's got light infantry that um, he thinks he can win a Cox Plate. Well, the thing I like about him is he's a go-forward horse as well, right? So if he's ridden properly, um, he'll either lead or be in the first three. So he's he's one of those wait-for-age-style horses similar to Brightside, but the 2,000 metres will definitely will definitely suit him. Hey, Gareth, the other thing I want to talk about is what there's some great runs in that Maccabi Diva Stakes, considering Diva Stakes, considering there's only sort of seven runners. I yes. thought you know Brightside was huge. Alligator Blood was incredible. Geez, I thought the third horse ran good. Ozapenko. There's a nice race route over the carnival somewhere. Mm. And the horse that ran fifth, um, Francesco Gardi, ran, it, it ran enormous yes. too. It was a really, really good run. So I think all those horses are on track. Um, as we said, we try to find horses to beat the good ones. I had something on Princess Grace because I thought it was in the wrong part of the track the other day versus Brightside, but just, just got yeah. beaten by the better horse. So, um, you know, it'll find a, probably a, a race over the carnival somewhere too, I would have thought. Yeah, she might maybe aim up at an Empire Rose. But, yeah, I think also yeah. Penko with some tempo on in a race will be hard to beat. Maybe the Turnbull Stakes could be his race. We've got to take a break. We'll come back with more of the Monday Means Test. Love your thoughts as well. Send in your questions, 0499 736 736. This is Get Out This Monday Morning. Monday means test. Hawks is up and about because Carlton won, but I'm looking forward Great to music. Joe knows, Johnny, because Great music. Um, Great Hawks music. Racing didn't have the best of luck there on Saturday, and uh, I think he oh, walked whatever. in and, and said it was the worst day they've ever had at the races. So um, I'm looking forward to his own nose a little later on. We'll have a chat about the situation regarding some of the biggest plays in racing in Victoria and the, the administration with Racing Victoria because there was an article written by Damien Ratcliffe, which was front page, I think, there of the Age newspaper. Um, so we'll discuss that because, Johnny O'Neill, you're on the board of Tro, aren't you, Johnny? I certainly am, yes, my friend. I'm looking um, forward to getting your comments in just a moment regarding um, the chairman of Tro and Jonathan Munns, who had an interesting week as well. So we'll talk about the Craig Williams sacking of Giga Kick, Plus our own no's, our yes, yes, yeses, and plenty more on this Monday morning. It's 10 o'clock in news time. Woo, here we go, brother. Gareth Hall with you, Wayne Hawks, Johnny O'Neill. This is the Monday Means Test. Let's get stuck into a few more of our categories. And the next one is, I think it's, we're going to describe this category as the battle. Andrew Jones v. Jonathan Munns, the chairman of Troa and the CEO of Racing Victoria, there was an interesting article by Damien Ratcliffe in The Age, and I think this has been common knowledge, and it reads, Racing Victoria is trying to contain an uprising from disgruntled stakeholders during the opening days of the Spring Racing Carnival in a stoush over prize money and attempts to modernise the sport. So I think this is led by Jonathan Munns, the chairman of Troa. Johnny O'Neill, you're on the board of Troa. What can you tell us? What are you hearing from your organisation? And have you got enough numbers... If you want to, get rid of Andrew Jones, basically, the CEO of Racing Victoria. Look, mate, as you know, I am on the board um, and a big supporter of Jonathan and the rest of the board who stands up, puts his money in, and not only that, uh, spends so much time concentrating on on sort of the owners' association and, 
and try to make it better and more enjoyable for people and, and more financially viable. But I'm not actually personally involved in the, in the managing of this, but the only thing I will say is the conversations, and what's pretty clear is, uh, in my opinion, the RV exec just need to go, mate. They're hopeless. Uh, the board needs to be more accountable and uh, everybody needs to get on top of this and work in this wonderful sport that we have, look after owners, look after the processes, and get this back on track, mate. So why why do you think they that they need to go? What are your reasons behind that, Johnny? Well, I just I just think there's a lack of there's a lack of a sensible approach, mate, to things. Like, you know, there's so many different discussion points around trying to attract new new owners, new people to the business, and and I just think they've completely lost their way. I think. Um, I think we need to get back and double down on the ownership group that we've got and concentrate on providing, you know, fantastic platforms for those people and then continue to promote the sport back through them. I mean, we've had a number of discussions about it, but, you know, Jonathan is very passionate about it and he will act on behalf of the owners because that's who he is. Um, and as I said, he puts a lot of money in himself. He loves the sport as we all do. And I just think it's time that we, uh, we bring this thing to a head. I think it's important that you, keep on trying to try and find new ways to get new people into the game and innovation's the key to that. And I think Andrew Jones, I don't think you can criticise him for having a crack at trying to do that way. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think. The delivery is, the, is, is my biggest issue. The message. Well, yes. however, you, however you want to say, whatever, whatever adjective you want to give. We're, we're in the whole 30 million, then all of a sudden, you know, we're uh, running in the whole two and a half million dollars. We drop in prize money, and, that, and then they say it's less than 1%. Why even come out and say that in public? Why even put a shutter through the whole racing industry? I mean, the whole racing industry in Australia shuttered when they said we're going to be down 30 million. My concern for racing at the moment is turnover figures, Johnny. Turnover on Victoria Racing is down around 10% across. It's not just Victoria, year. though. But it's not just Victoria. Sydney's probably worse. Correct. But we don't know that. As a result of the impact of the increases, of course, of cost and living expenses, inflation and mortgages. So that means if turnover is down 10% this financial year, that's a lot, a lot of money. I ex but doesn't the point of consumption tax, we get more out of it next year? You do, but there's a chance that... I the, know what like you're getting. point of consumption tax... Um, it's too technical for me. Well, I don't know if it helps the... Like, I think that can be a reason for the decrease in turnover as well, Johnny. So I'm expecting before there's prize money increases, there'll be more prize money decreases um, in, well, I think in other parts of the country, but especially in Victoria, Johnny. Yeah, well, I think not only that, mate. I mean, talking about those revenue streams, they're critical, but I think we also need to look at the cost base, mate, in running the whole scenario, you know? Um, and that's obviously going to be an important part of, of any review and, you know, possibly Andrew's doing that. I'm not quite sure. I haven't really had any time with Andrew, but, but, you know, the cost base is critical. Um, you know, the allocation of funds, we've spoken about horse welfare and we want to get people to the races and we want to make sure that horses when they retire are, are happy and healthy. Well, my, my information from close sources is that, um, they're not allocating money in those areas anymore. Um, I know that Racing Hearts got a, a bit of a shock the other day in that she won a, 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 a Lisa Coffey won a fantastic award for for the care of um, of all the ex jump horses and stuff at an awards night the other night. But Racing Victoria have pulled all their funding, so I mean I'm not sure whether you expect a nice young lady who cares for horses and takes a lot of ex race horses to be able to fund it all herself, but. You know, I would have thought that, you know, the minute we asked the question as to where that was, they said, we don't have to tell you. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I, I think across the board, mate, there just needs to be a complete review. Um, you know, if, if expenditure or gambling is going to and turnover is going to drop, we need to find other ways to to drive revenue and 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 maybe just go, maybe just go back to basics, mate. Um, but I, I really think the cost base need to be looked at. I, I I had an off well not off the record I had an off air conversation with Jared Waitley about this and he said he said this to me he said what if the ten million dollars is going to cost for the uh, for the the Big Bash series actually works what if it works what are you going to say then I said I'm not against that from the point of view if it works but it's going to be a big gamble on ten million dollars when we don't probably have ten million dollars to gamble where 
we need change. There's no doubt about that. Right. I mean, we, we, we are slowly dying. There's, there's no doubt about it. We will still run the Melbourne Cup. Johnny O'Neill, whether the race was seven million or three million, you'll still be trying to buy expensive horses to run and win it because a lot of what you do is for the glory of it. Now, when you're getting the prize money back in, that's helping you to keep turning the wheels and looking for the next uh, the next good horse. But a lot of owners are doing it for the uh, for the ego and the thrill of the kill. Mm-hmm. It's the execution of how they've come across with all of what they're talking about, and just from listening around the traps to industry participants. I mean, people people are kicking the can up, up the road. There's there's right. noted about that. And remember this: there's no chairman. Apparently, the two I see, Mike Hurst doesn't want the job. So we don't have a chairman. We've got a new CEO. We've got a new racing manager. We've got a new chief steward. You know, I mean, we're we're, we're not we're not a, we're not a board that we're uh, that the things are going gangbusters. And there's one big person, and I called it out on on Waitley's program. Where are you yet again, Mister Racing Minister? It's right to it's right to front. Hang on, it's right to front out to the you know the cocktail parties and that sort of stuff where he has. But I mean, we haven't heard anything from, anything yeah. from this guy, and you are the elected person. How long do you need to have in the job before you can have a, a strong opinion? On well, is it, is it? It's hang on. Isn't it? Well, okay, good. It's ninety days, isn't it, for the the uh, American presidency? They give you ninety or hundred days grace to do whatever you've got to do, yeah. and then and then it's game on. So, you know. He Andrew Jones has rubbed people up the wrong way. So, There's no doubt about that. He's told people that he doesn't care yeah. about what participants think. You just said that, Hawks, quote you, unquote. You, you don't know if it'll work. Like imagine if it does work. If they spend ten million dollars, well, I hope it does. I don't want anything but, they do to be negative but, and fail. I want it to be successful. Johnny, Racing Victoria tell me that Troa didn't even come to the or um, got invited to have, listen to this proposal, but declined it. Now that's only coming from one side of the. Yeah, but that, no, 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 no. That's only one I'll, side of the story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. There was only a small amount of people that got asked about but this, Charlie and then they had, and they then they had to back. sign. Then, then whether they did or whether they didn't, had to sign stat decks. All of a sudden, it goes out to the public, and then they're, then they're ringing up everyone, going, "Hey, hey, come in and see us. Come in, and we'll tell you about this big bash deal." And we don't want to call it big bash. It's not amateur hour here. Okay. It's Johnny? not amateur. I mean, hour. and I think at the end of the day, I mean, we can give Jonathan a call. He would come on for sure and have a conversation oh, yeah. about it. Um, as you know, look, he's a, and look, we do talk about um, delivery and storytelling, which is what you were speaking about, Wayne, getting the message out the right way and communicating with people. And, and sometimes, you know, um, people's attitudes and people's processes clash. So Jonathan's a very, very passionate guy around racing. Uh, and and I, I know I keep saying this, but he is just in a position where he's so focused on trying to come up with non-traditional ways for revenue, looking after owners, providing better platforms for ownership, sharing information, and just holding people to account in relation to if revenue is coming in, where is the money going? And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, there needs to be a review of that. Mm. Um, And and once we get to that stage, and look, we may not, Gareth, um, but the point is... I know we're concerned about turnover dropping, but I just want to know where all the money's going, mate, to be honest, because there's plenty of money in the pot. It yeah. seems to be. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Well, the Sydney Melbourne thing's always been it's always been about that, hasn't it? Sydney runs on the smell of an oily rag and uh, four hundred Epsom Roads is uh, as fat as me, isn't it? Simple as simple as that. And and you're both providing the same uh, the same product. I mean, we don't even know what it costs to uh, to run racing.com. I mean, they know, but they won't they won't tell. So it's the same old, same old. Remember one thing, you people up at RVL, this is, this is the line. You don't own it. You are just people that are coming in, getting paid to do a job, and you will leave, and industry people will actually stay there afterwards. You don't own this. You're only, you're only there as a – you're not a fly-by-nighter, and I'm not trying to be negative about it. One thing I do have to give them a big tick on is they have been more, especially Matt Welsh, has been a lot more upfront and a lot more open than Greg Carpenter ever was. He would just say, yep, I'll look into it, and you'd never hear. Matt, to be fair to Matt Welsh, mm-hmm. from my my interpretation with him, has been good from the point of view that he has come back to you and he does speak to you and he does listen to you. It's a very hey, Garrett, yes. just quickly, just from a trailer perspective too, um, Trower and sort of led by Jonathan refused to sign the non-disclosure agreement because okay. they wanted it to be to be very transparent and open. Um, and following that Which scenario, once it already hit the press, um, Trower then approached um, 
racing Vic, but they, they didn't want to talk to him. So oh, that's, it. that's that's the facts around it. Yeah. We didn't want to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, that is interesting. So there's, there's that, was massive, a, that was a joke in itself. Yeah, there's so. massive issues. And, you, like, Jonathan Munns is a billionaire, so he knows what he's doing. He's, he's had a very successful career as a, a businessman. Um, and Andrew Jones is trying to do what he thinks is the best for the racing industry. So... Yeah, I think we need to sort it out, and it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. At the moment, reading this article from Damien Ratcliffe, they haven't got enough support behind them to get a decision from the board to get rid of Andrew Jones. But um, So is it only Troll that's pushing to get rid of him? Um, I don't know if I'll have to do a little bit more digging there. I don't know if the race clubs, are, I don't know if they've... They've got the support behind Aaron, Andrew Jones. What are you hearing, Hawksy? Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't. <laughs> he wants a tongue tie on the, on him now. Um, no, no, um, no, 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 if we're not going well, I want to, I want to see some cost cutting in all the right areas. It's as uh, it's as pure and as simple as that. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join our conversation. This is the Monday Means Test. We'll take a break and come back with plenty more straight after this. Our own nose and yes, yes, yes is not far away. Fire Imperatriz and Giga Kicks getting going from the back of the field. Set alight. It's gone past one's gone past two and is only four off the lead coming up to the corner. 400 metres to go. Zoo style from Acromantula. Then how's the Serenity? Giga Kick is trying to loop them four and five deep. Followed by Rothfire Imperatriz is going to come the widest into the running. Terrific race at the 150. Imperatriz has swept past all of them and has raced up and grabbed the lead from Giga Kick and Rothfire so that was the McEwen Stakes, and the fallout has been huge after that race Saturday week ago. Craig Williams on Friday, it was announced that he has been sacked of Giga Kick and replaced by James McDonald. Now, there's been a lot of emotion here, and it's been fascinating watching and, and listening to the punters and the racing fans have their two bob on this situation. At the end of the day, Craig Williams wasn't sacked because of him getting beat in the McEwen Stakes. He was sacked because they thought that, well, the connections of Giggy Kick, they thought that Craig gave that horse too hard of a run after missing the kick for his first up assault ahead of a big campaign. And that's why he got he got the sack and he paid the ultimate price. Johnny O'Neill, I'll go to you here first. Would you, you own a lot of horses. Would you have sacked Craig Williams? Uh, all I would like to say here is the owners no, who put up the money. you don't sit on the fence here, Johnny. You don't sit no, on no, the no, fence. No, 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 I'll tell you. No, I mean, right. from, my, from my perspective, I think the owners have put up the money, the trainers that look after the horses are entitled to absolutely have their opinion. Um, what I will say is from a pure class perspective, and you probably saw the Craig Williams interview, he just said it's just business. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's he's done... Some amazing things, Willow, over the last few years. And, you know, that, that would have been a huge amount of pressure he's had to absorb all week. He obviously loves the horse. He did all the education on the horse, I'm led to believe. He's ridden it in all of its starts, I think, or most of its starts anyway. Oh, had a, had, there you go. So had a huge, a huge affiliation with the horse. And, you know, he sits back and says, look, it's business. It's not ideal. I wish the horse all the best. And I take my hat off to Craig as he comes out and rides the group one on the weekend. So, look, I think at the end of the day, owners are entitled to make their decisions. It's always difficult to do that. Um, but in this instance, Jonathan and the team have made the call that they want to put um, JMAP on in Sydney. So that's what they're doing. So we move on. I don't think we need to make any more out of it than what that is. Um, you know, the class that, that Willow showed, he moves on. And I'm sure he'll ride horses again for Clayton and for Jonathan and... And and the game will continue. The theatre of the game, it's been unbelievable, this, the, the, how it's got everybody well, so opinionated and so passionate about a, a situation like this, Wayne. Can you just explain to the punters out there, like a Miles Fitzner and the like, that have the opinion that, and, and Glenn Boss was really good at this, good on this as well, is that he made a split-second decision in that race and he got it wrong, Craig Williams, and he put his hand up. But from a trainer's point of view, 
What does that mean for Giggy Kick after missing the kick and having a gut buster like he did that day? Um, is it difficult to get them to come back after that? Craig was going to be in my own nose last week, and I changed I changed him to a yes, 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 because he put his hand up. Mm. He kicked one goal six, and the team got beat. It's pretty simple if you put in if you put in footy terms, and he and he said and he said he got it wrong, which I think is a good thing because we're all human, we all make mistakes. This is only a news story because it's a big headline horse with a big headline jockey. Jockeys do this week in week out, week in week out. The, the rule of thumb is today you're booking rides in Sydney for Saturday week. Blokes are jumping off horses left, right and centre right now as we speak because they don't want to ride it next start and they told old mate they'd ride it for three runs and all this sort of stuff. So it's it's news today, but it won't it won't be tomorrow. It, it was obvious that, you know, J-Mac was going to get the ride. It was a dollar one that when he was uh, – that when Craig was in doubt. Mm. Craig – has made, I think he's made mistakes on that horse before. I think he was very unlucky in the Dali. He got lost in the Dali up the straight in the spring and uh, probably nearly should have, could have won the race. So you, they have stuck with the the jockey before. It's not like, you know, if, if what I'm saying is right, they have been in a group one race where it hasn't worked out and I'm sure they would have been. And I haven't asked, I'm only surmising. So they have stuck with him when he's kicked one goal six. And then that goes out and happens again. So that that's that part. The second part is they can't blue about having too hard a run. It was the hardest race of all time to put Giga Kick in. That's what I think. I would never have put Giga Kick in a race like that. But that's only me. That's only me and my family. They can do whatever they they can do whatever they want. I mean, plenty of people would look at us and go, "Oh, why are you running it there? Or why are you running it there?" I mean. We look at things all the time and go, why would someone possibly run there? But then sometimes you don't know that it's not the trainer's decision. It might be the owner's decision. And the trainer never tells anyone because he doesn't want to upset the owner. So there's politics everywhere. But that was always going to be a hard race. The, where the race worked out better was the small field. Because if it had been a field of 15 in that race, he would have had 13, pretty much 13 slow ones in front of him, Giga Kick. He's a backmarker horse. So what does John Hawke say after he misses the kick and then takes off? Well, I didn't I didn't ask him, to be honest. No. But, I mean, I know exactly what he would have said. He would have said, well, he just should have sat there and waited. And he was where he, was where he wanted to be. He was on Imperatrice's back and he took off and so he had, he had a brain fart. Is it difficult to it's get the horse back that. then after that? With that for, for how much does a run like that take its toll? I'm only like thinking. They are all gut. Is, they yeah. are all gut busters. Yeah. I know you're looking at this one run, but let me tell you something. When you're racing in the elite level with the elite horses, Black Caviar knows she's had a run after she races. Winks knows she's had a run because you you have to because you can't run any quicker than what these beasts are going out and doing it. You know what I mean? Kathy Freeman, she knows she's had a run. The Carlton footballers, the, the Melbourne footballers, they know they've had a they've had a hell of a race on Friday night. So they're all athletes. And when you're running that quick and that fast, it's an amazing thing when you win the race, how often a horse pulls up better after they win. There's not many horses that pull up. Octagonal pulled up shocking after he won the uh, AJC Derby because he'd run three sad days in a row and he was just spent. I never forget it. There was Dad, Peter and I, and I think one other, the strapper, and there he was lying down tired after the race. So they're always going to have hard runs. If they're talking about having a hard, hard run and Willow caused that, I reckon you could, could have found an easier race to run him in. I don't think they had any other option. Where, where do they go unless well, they go to Sydney straight away? Well, they could have done that. But then, but, but the difference is him and I wish I win, if they were Sydney horses, they wouldn't have been in Melbourne, would no. they? But they, the, the pretty much the two favourites for the Everest are trained in Melbourne. So That's the only they, race he could go to. Well, he, could he run last Saturday at Flemington up the straight? Well, I'll tell you the interesting yeah. thing. This whole thing around opinions is what, you know, really sparks people up around the racing industry and why it's so much fun, you know. Like yeah. everyone's got an opinion on rides and jockeys and trainers and horses and how they pull up. I mean, we're all standing up and applauding Nashra Willer, who we who we absolutely love in Sydney, but just quietly is right on private eye. How it won, I've got no idea. Just sat three <laughs> deep the whole way. It had the hardest run I've ever seen in the history of the world, but because it hit the line and it's won... It's extraordinary. He well, then comes I, out. The I ride dis, on Thinking Oval I, was unbelievable. I disagree. Like, I think he owned that race off a slow speed to, oh. to put him in that race because it would be no hope if he went back like a poor old Marzu. If he runs second, though, what would they have said? 
That's John, that's Johnny's point. That is Johnny's point. When you win the race, and remember, remember this. Remember this quote: "Advice is for free, and everybody yeah, and loves giving it." It's the last yeah. one on the Craig Williams situation and and the Giga Kick. Yeah, I feel for both camps because they're being criticised. Um, on they've been criticised throughout the week. Like a, there's a lot of people thinking that they know best regarding yeah, it, the Giga but Kick. But it got camp. added up more because of what Rocket Douglas yeah, and said. Rocket and Douglas, we haven't mentioned that. No, Rocket Douglas. He got fined fifteen hundred dollars. So he would. Oh, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but he was going to choke Craig Williams. Now I don't think he meant it like, like, but not, he said not it. literally. No, but he was anybody frustrated. who knows Rocket would one hundred percent know yes. that that wasn't the case. My, He's passionate, mucking yeah. around, having a bit of fun. And, and Craig, I know Williams, it wasn't the right thing to say, yeah, but but it wasn't the right thing to say. But Craig Williams knows Rocket Douglas, and he accepted the apology. Correct. I hope we don't take the characters out like a Rocket Douglas out of the game because I think we need them. I think that, like, I hope that... Well, they, 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 they won't be out of the game, but all it means is that Rocket will be more silenced than what Do you reckon he... Jonathan Munn's pays for that fight of $1,500? Oh, I don't know. I don't care. But, yeah. I mean, you, what about you, Andrew you, you Jones? What about Andrew Jones setting yeah. up some world championship wrestling at the racing and teaching people how to do the choke hold? Yeah. That <laughs> could be something. That could be something. I, I if reckon... you can hold a new audience... You've too much I WWF in your early days, John. I love Clayton Douglas. So I hope Giggy Kick can win a big race this campaign. And Craig Williams is a champion. The way he handled himself was beautiful. Um, and and he's Craig a, did handle himself very well. He is a professional. And do you know what? And you have to give him a tip. And for Craig that. can inspire generations from this because he can prove that you can get knocked down, but you can get back up again. And he's had a lot of setbacks throughout his career. David Hayes sacked him, I think, on I don't know if it was in an interview um, from Lindsay Park. So he's had he's. He's Beware ups the and champion, downs. mate. Yeah, Beware the champion, he, he and he's comes definitely back. one. Yeah, and he bounces the back foot, and he the did foot, that. The footballers get analysed like there's Correct. no tomorrow. We don't analyse the jockeys anywhere near because you, yeah. you have your form gurus come on, right? You imagine if they sat down and really went right through it on where they should have been, where they could have been, and the way that we analyse footballers. Now, that's the same rugby. It's not just AFL. It's, it's any, so, any sort of the, uh, the, the football code. Yeah. And I'm sure in Europe, the, the soccer players are of the same scrutiny. Yeah. So... We don't analyse the jockeys that much, really. They they get away with more than any other uh, type of athlete, I reckon. And I laugh because you can't, well, you can't bag jockeys. What are you doing? Well, you can't. Well, like, I think well, I think well, every, a, every, every every bloke in every no, pub does I, on every Saturday I, afternoon. I, I Come don't on, think Gareth, can, they do. You can be critical of some of the jockeys who are competing out in the bush because I, I find that a little bit harsh. In The Apprentices, I don't think... I think it's unfair. But, but that's harsh to boo. Um, um, old mate that played for Melbourne. Um, not Wiramu. Grundy. No, no, no. The, the, the Friday I think night. the jockeys are but, on yeah, the big but, money. But people can. boo them all the time. Yeah. Nathan Buckley works for SCN. Yeah. They booed him every single time. If he wasn't but, a Collingwood barracker, they booed him what, his whole career. What I'm trying to He's say. He's one of the greats. What I'm trying to say is the jockeys, they're, they're, they're pretty quick to ring up the Ring up Jonathan Munns and Rocket Douglas trying to cut Craig Williams oh, out yeah, of a job. Yeah. There would have been a few yeah. ringing up and saying, "Mate, you can you can choke yeah. me. I'll take the ride." Johnny O'Neill. Hey, can I just say? Can I just say? I've just looked on uh, on the TAB. Giga Kick is four dollars fifty to win the Everest. Yeah. That is fair, Nickham, like just walking up and taking candy out of a little baby's hands. Yeah. I cannot believe they're betting that price. Well, it's um, a surer thing than death. Uh, <laughs> All it's right. a surer thing than death. Make sure we you are gamb- going to keep that quote, aren't yeah, we? And gamble sure responsibly, of course. 100%. And the bet three, we forget about the tab. Well, they can't well, even well, organize Well, hang on. It. Bet, bet 365 might be better than $4.50. Yeah. Let's have a bit of a look here. Well, I hope they are. Um, the Everest, I've got, yeah, they're four fifty. Bet three six five. They're so, four, so bet three six five. Gamble responsibly. Yeah. Remember what you're gambling with yeah. and don't. Don't don't be stupid, people. Yeah. Be responsible. You've gone off. You've gone off early, though, oh, Johnny. You've gone off very early. Yeah. If it's an even track, if it's an even track. All right, then. Get ten... over to your mum's place. Yeah. Go, <laughs> take... go to an ad break, yeah. please. Please. We better take the news. It's ten thirty-four. Here's the news. <laughs> Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Fifty with Giga Kick. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365. So $4.50 for the Everest for Giga Kick, the world's favourite online betting brand. 
But imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Interesting text message coming through from David. RV should have $10 million on Giggy Kick and win 3.5, put the prize money back up. Um, that's tongue-in-cheek. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Um, where do we go to next? Our own no's and yes, yes, yes is aren't far away, but I want to have a chat about the Everest just quickly, 1037. Private Eye has gained a spot thanks to your great mate, Neil Warren and Max Whitby. Is it true that you dressed up as who to Neil Warren's birthday the other day? Me? Yeah. Would you dress up as Kiss or something? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was fancy dress. I went as um, oh, I went oh. as I went as Annie Lennox from the Eurythmics, but then I got David Bowie. I got um, yeah, Sam Smith. Okay, so that would have been. I would have liked. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a fancy dress. She weighs. Fifty-six kilos. No, 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 no. But but it was all was all. A, was Did all you a, have it drawn on your left leg? No, <laughs> no it was something. Yeah, thorn in my side. Yeah, here we go. So Max Whitby and Neil Werner got private eye. The Tab and ATC yet to get a slot or pick a horse for their slot. I wish I win Trackside New Zealand, which is Antane. Giga Kick James Harron. In secret, most likely would be with Cadolphin. Aqua Sunshine in Paris. Coolmore Shinzo. Alcohol free, maybe you long. Think about it, Newgate. Mazu, Arafield, Chris Waller. I don't know if you'll do a deal with Chris Waller with Remark. He's yet to pick a horse for his slot. Can Remark get a slot? Well, he might. Things didn't go uh, quite uh, quite that well on Saturday for him. He still ran. Uh, he still ran out ran of skin. Huge. Yep. Ran huge. So what do you ran do? Huge. We'll get to him. But what do you what do you what do you do? So do you talk to um. John Massara and say, "Well, take Mazu out and put your own horse in there." Remark, <sighs> remark. Can well, you well, do I, that? I, I don't know what the uh, what the deal with Mazu is. I have no idea. That's the, that's the thing about uh, about the stakeholders is that it's a very difficult position for them. Is because do you go hard and you go early? Do you sit back and wait? I mean, we mentioned last week or you did, how all these horses have sat back and uh, you know in previous times. And they've run, uh, they've run enormous for sitting back and waiting to the last minute. And, and unless you're grabbing a giga kick, one of the great horses, in in some respects, you could be left with bugger all. Yeah. But that's the that's the thrill yeah. of the kill with that race, isn't I'm, it? I'm, and the, and the proposal of the series. If I'm a I'm a shareholder of the tab, I wouldn't care if they gave Imperatrice eighty percent of the prize money. Like they don't need to make money. It's all about marketing, Johnny. I think that they need to go out and try and get get the best horse possible. For their slot. There'll be a deal done. There'll they, be a deal done. They don't need to do sure. 50, no 50 of the tab. They're a billion dollar company. It's not like they go, oh, we better save. We better we, we, we better save a million dollars. When, when, when you're talking Something a horse like done. that, Something you don't have be a better chance. Yes. You, yeah. Well, you're going to have a better chance to do a deal because they could just say, mate, give us back what it's cost us for the year and uh, you can uh, you can just have a crack and they'd be happy just to kick it, kick well, the can that, up the road to next year. I tell you what, there's five horses that ran in that race in Sydney. Private Eye went enormous. Overpass went enormous. Blindness Notches went enormous. In Secret went enormous. Uh, your horse ran really well, Hawksy. He did. And then, a matter of fact, there's another one. Ruthless Dame ran really well too, got a long way back and finished on. So that high pressure in a in an Everest would really suit it, sort of sitting back and sweeping. So any of those horses, you know, that, that haven't filled places yeah. at the moment, would certainly all be competitive. There's three I think that Blindness Notches is a bit of a it's a bit of a smoky that also. So it's a really good one. The there's basically three slots left. Waller, Tab and ATC and there's six horses probably trying to get that slot. So um it'll be interesting to see how they go regarding the negotiations there. Ten forty one, does Remark deserve a spot? Here's your set chance to, to sell Remark, Hawksy. Well, that's up to that's up to the owners. What they uh, well, what, they're, they're a little bit smarter and cleverer than than me. Well, he won first up. He uh, he had a bad ride. Why you jump me running third and go third the fence when you could be one one? Mm. I have no idea. Then you're getting held up at the top of the straight. And if you look at Tyler Schiller's ride the other day, he was. You were like, well, was it you? I think it was questioning him about being three no, it was wide. Johnny, don't when, okay, well, why I love Tyler Schiller, mate. I'm back on his bandwagon. Sorry about it. Well, I'm off, but that's okay. <laughs> You're off. That, but, but the, but, I don't have Twitter accounts, so he's not coming back at me. But the bottom line is, the other day when he won, when he won first up, yeah. he kept him in a rhythm and he was just rolling. Whereas he jumped, could have been in the one-one, went straight 
down onto the fence and then got held up, held up. We all know he's got a throat, and just to keep the horse free wheeling and flowing is probably the best word. Well, that didn't happen, and then and then he got going again. What did he get beaten? A length and a bit mm. to as good as what's around. I mean, in all fairness, that's a, that's as good as what's around, unless we find. Well, he's not, but you know, the, the mare yeah. that won the other day and everything. But the bottom line I is, tell you what, it'll is win. It it'll win enough? the quacker if it goes there. That's what it'll win. <sighs> Well, we, we, we're worrying about a premier stakes and a uh, – look, at the end of the day, he's going to run Everest, eh? Just matter whether he runs in the Everest yeah. or runs in the Sydney yeah. stakes, and isn't it? It's 10.42. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our own O's and yes, yes, yeses. Oh, no. See you walking around like it's a funeral. Oh, no, of course, brought to you by Sports Fans. You have the chance to win an incredible Arizona holiday to the value of up to $10,000. Visit iCanWin.com.au and tell us in 25 words or less, Wayne would struggle with that, why you want to visit Arizona. I want to go first. I want to go first. Yeah. Righto, so this is, this is the setup, and this is dead set legitimate, 100%. We're in the last ad break, folks, and Gareth's rang someone to find out some information about something. And this is how it went. I could hear Gareth and I could hear the bloke in the background. He said, G'day, mate, how are you going? The bloke goes, yeah, good. He goes, who's that? He goes, it's Gareth. And you can hear the bloke go, Gareth who? That was so good. That yeah. is my oh no for the day. That, that'll do it. That'll anyway, do it. I, who were you talking to, mate? It was Marty Young because... Marty Lindsay, Young? I knew Didn't, Lindsay, isn't he a Perth bloke like you? No, I've had heaps of text messages that come through. <laughs> Lindsay announced... Gareth who? People say that Lindsay's packing up and leaving. Lindsay who? Lindsay Smith. Oh, okay. Lindsay. That's the mail. That is the mail. So he's so trying to find another track. He's not happy with the tracks being too wet. Yeah. So Can't work. I'm on the turf. So I That's think I think he's going to have still some type of footprint at Warrnambool, but he's just been looking for another property to train them closer to Melbourne. So Gareth. That's Gareth who? Oh, Correct. not anyway, Gareth Hall. Gareth, Gareth who? We love Miles Fitzner. He, he filled in for me when I was away. He's a jet. He's got a... <laughs> He's got a unique personality and you love his passion, but this is Miles yesterday on SEN. I had a couple of beers yesterday and at the races and had a bit of fun, but I got caught in the Twitter wars yesterday. I got, Did you? I started mugs it for drinking out of not falling into, and I started arguing with a few blokes and then I had too many celebratory tweets, so Who I went was, back. Oh, so I someone went, was having a crack at you, were they? Yeah, someone chimed in and said, like, yeah, two of your three of your best bets lost. And it was like I pulled the last three in a row and then won at Morpherville and a few others. And, <laughs> look, I might have been carrying on and a few things might have been going down. And so what I did is I you fess up this morning, sent a few um, <laughs> sent a few, apo- sent a few apologies out. You might have got an apology this morning. <laughs> and uh, go back to Twitter, delete all the tweets and uh, put yourself on a Twitter band. Bang, Miles, get in the lab. Yeah, so... Oh. so, so so Miles, he's like that, Gareth. Oh, he's like that. You know that. While you were away, he yeah. was horrendous oh, when you were away. Oh, no, he, trying to get you out of that chair, mate. Yeah. I've never heard anything like it. No, he but would do that. For Wayne too. and I, you, you might not correct, be here. Oh, correct. Pre- I appreciate correct. that. Now, Milo, to, and this is why you love Milo. So he deleted all those tweets. What he was, was he doing? About. Is that true he that was, he was filming himself? <laughs> And then putting it out on Twitter. No, no, yeah. tell me I'm anyway, wrong. He lost the weight. He was looking good. He had yeah. the beard trimmed. He had the, yeah, the new suit Filming and tie yourself. You know, what? you know what? Twitter and alcohol should not mix. No, but do you know what? Oh, don't tell me he was sober. That would be worse. No, no. That would be no, worse. Do you know what the best part? He was, he was with Amanda too. Um, Hutchie's um, PA. So I don't know if she was feeling Wow. Why would you throw well, Hutchie's you, PA you know, they, they had a great day racing. What does that Miles, mean? we'll be back next week if you're going to bag Hutchie's PA. No, no. You're I'm unbelievable, s- you no. are. No, that'll do me. No, this I said they're having, they having a great day at the racing. Now, great day at the races. Now, I've got, but this is Miles. What the, I'm trying the, to get what, to. What, sh- Gareth I, who? Oh, no. <laughs> he said he was banning himself off Twitter. Within five minutes, he quoted himself on, on Twitter yeah. <laughs> I did with that video. <laughs> that was Milo at his uh, best. You're right, no, Hawksy? Um, yeah. Sad day was just a no-no all round. Yeah. I think I'll just finish it with that. Right, then, Not Johnny? good. Not good. Well, I have to tell you, I don't know how many times, and all the punters out there will be agreeing with me here, there's a wonderful rider in Queensland who I think he rode the most winners for the whole year. Um this year, I might be wrong, but the last season, Jimmy Orman. Please don't bring those people to Melbourne riding good horses. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. No. Just, please, just stop all that emotional rubbish and connection. The good jockeys ride yeah, all Willow's the winners available. on the good horses. Willow's available. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just telling you now, you didn't see, and Paddy Carberry's ripper, you didn't see him come over and ride Amelia's Jewel, <laughs> did you? They put Frosty on, bang, they get the money. Anatino should have won by eight. I don't know where it's going, but Turek. it's a very, very good the horse. Um, well, it's a very good horse. Right. So, Jimmy Orman, we love you. Uh, you're a bloody terrific rider in Queensland. We're always on you up there. But. Could you do us a favour? <laughs> but. Stay up there. Stay up there. <laughs> And we'll put someone else on Anathena. Oh, Thank I can't you. wait till J, I can't wait till J Mac does one of yours uh, in the spring. I know. J Mac's going to do it to you. He will do it to you. He's got a bit of no, pressure on him. No, yes, he will. No, Antino. Um, better get the horses, Dave, right? Antino, I think it's called. Antino. Should have won by Furlong. 10.52. We'll take a break and come back with yes, yes, yeses. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. My yes, 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 was just racing. Loved it on the weekend. I thought racing was the big winner. And I didn't mind J-Mac on Channel 7. I think it's taking him a little while just to warm into it. But I thought he was pretty good. And do you know what? They've got roving Emma and roving Richo. That's a big plus as well. So I um, enjoyed the Channel 7 coverage there. Hey, Johnny, I've got some text messages. Have you got yes, yes, yeses? Yeah, look, just racing over the weekend. I did the money, uh, unfortunately, and I know you need to gamble responsibly. We've got to work out what we're gambling with. But uh, I, I backed a couple of horses that unfortunately just got beaten. But um, I think over the weekend, just to see Lane, Zara, Mellum, Williams, D rise to the rise to the top in Melbourne, and I think it's going to be a really competitive spring. Trent and Nat and Waller and Mar and Hayes, O'Brien, Clinton, Simon Miller and Matt, Matt Laurie trained winners. Um, I think we saw some wonderful horses. I think Caboo, the thing that won the last in uh, in Adelaide, the Gay and Adrian train. Yes. And Gaza Blanca, the horse of Kieran's had flashed at it late. They're both going to be wonderful horses over the carnival and horses to follow. I think Just Fine will win the Metropolitan. There's, only, there's, only, one, there's only one to follow. Huge. Johnny's horse um, on Saturday. Your horse on Saturday, Johnny. Sulcum. Cut the crap. No, not Sulcum. The three-year-old running in the group one. Uh um, Nadal, so Nadal, oh, <laughs> Zach Lloyd, here we go. I just wanted to also just quickly say that I thought uh, the yep. training effort uh, to get Think It Over to yes. win was extraordinary. Oh, Fangirl right. was huge. Yep. Hawksy, your horse was enormous, Zarek. I don't know where you're going to send it, but you've got to find a race for it. It'll, just, it's, it'll go bang somewhere. It's going to win a nice race for you over the carnival. You've got it back. I'm, I'm coming back as a greyhound trainer. Don't put jockeys on. Yeah. See ya. All right, then. <laughs> um, hey, Peter enjoyed himself at Flemington. Johnny gave him away a few tickets. Well done, Pete. Hopefully good on you, Pete. Hey, good on you, Johnny. Good on you, Wayne. Thanks, boys. It's another busy. Good to see you, boys. Have a wonderful week. Brave man's game. <laughs>